fall upon earth to bind their spell. Ere to see its travel well. Black spirits and white, red spirits and gray, hearken to wine spirits and witches this day. Hello, and welcome back to Wine, Wine Spirits, Spirits, and, and Witches. Witches. Hey, we're getting pretty good at that. Yeah, we're going to get even better. This is Shauna. And Monica. And we're your High Priestess of the evening. And tonight, to start off our episode, which we're going to be talking about Halloween, Samhain, Season of the Witch, and everything in between. But before we get into that, we want to talk about what all those pesky old planets up there are doing and how they're trying to fuck your life up now. Right? And they do a damn good job of, of it. Of course, because I love being able to not take responsibility for everything and just blame it on Mercury, Absolutely. right? Mercury, That's, Saturn, whatever you want to blame it it's on. One of there the will perks. be Mercury discussions this month. Oh, dear gods. Good times. <laughs> so, everybody, welcome um, to our podcast, our resident astro witch, Taddy McCoy. Hello. And she's going to be with us once a month, giving everybody an overview and astrology forecast of what's going on. So, she's going to take us through October and apparently give us a Mercury discussion, which means that I get a month of not being responsible for shit. I'm all about it. <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll sh- I'll tell you the dates. Okay. And then, then you can Those start going Those are going to be the dates there. that I'm getting like real drunk and just, right. I'm just going to go for it. And by the way, tonight we are feasting on Strega the liqueur. Cheers. 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 Clink. It's delicious. Mm-hmm never tasted it you must get some it's really good so strega liqueur it kind of tastes like a spicy like jägermeister almost like it's got that but it doesn't have that disgusting black licorice kind of taste to it it's so. definitely herbal it's an herbal yes, liqueur. There's lots of herbs in this liqueur definitely. i love it that's pretty good thank I you i was really excited when i found it because i'm like now i'm a strega drinking strega so it's kind of like a form of acceptable cannibalism perfect <laughs> perfect so, Taddy, take us away. What are these planets doing now? All right. Well, I'm just going to give a little rundown about October. You know, in October, the sun is going to be in Libra most of the time. So the focus is going to be relationships. That doesn't just mean the intimate relationships. It's a time to think about working relationships, friend relationships, all kinds of relationships. That's going to be kind of the highlight of the month for most people. Something that's going to happen at the beginning of October, which is going to start the month with a punch, is called, it's a, it's Pluto is stationing direct. And what that means is, you've all heard about retrogrades. You know, Mercury retrograde is the most well-discussed. All the planets have this movement. They're not actually moving backwards in the sky. It's an optical illusion. But astrologically, when a planet is retrograde, it has a certain meaning. It also has meaning when the planet stations and goes direct and those days tend to be on the intense and on the strange side so like when a planet goes direct it's basically pmsing it's basically heightened intensity okay. and that is PMSing. PMSing. It's it's something that a lot of people you know it happens and you don't realize it's happening it'll be one of those days why is everybody driving crazy? Why did everything happen like this on this day? And it tends to be a, a, one of those days where a planet will stop. The focus will be on that planet, and the focus will be on Pluto. Pluto is the unseen. Pluto is intense. Pluto is sex magic. Pluto is death and the metaphoric behind it. On October 2nd, Pluto will move from a retrograde that it's been in since April and start to move forward. If you've been wanting to work on magic, if you've been wanting to have more of a sexual dynamic with someone, if you've been in a controlled situation that you need to break free of, this is the time where it will move forward. This is good. It's going to move forward. Awesome. That's on the second. That's on the second. Sweet. All right. On October 3rd, Mercury goes into Scorpio. Ooh-hoo. So, some communication could be more internally based and then 
with it having that Pluto energy of Scorpio, the focus, again, is like I had just said about Pluto. It's going to be on the unseen. It's going to be on magic. It's going to be on sex and control and power. So, so we talk about, like, real, like, intense conversations that are coming from, like, real deep places. Like, the third is not a day for small talk. There's not a day for small talk. And also, I think a lot of people are going to, are going to retreat into their psyche to try to understand themselves and the relationships because the sun is going to be a Libra the whole month. All right. Right. Um, while we're talking about Mercury, let's just go ahead and go there. Um, Mercury will go direct, will go retrograde, excuse me, on Samhain, on October 31st. What? You know, most of the time, um, I can remember it, it's always in retrograde for my birthday. Always. Interesting. Always, except for last year it was not. So I was like, wow, it's not in retrograde. But this year again. Yeah. What day is your birthday? November 8th. Oh, so it, Mercury will be retrograde on your birthday. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Mm -hmm. Okay. So While we're the, on the talk, though, real quick, about birthdays and retrogrades, I've also heard theories that when you're born during a retrograde, it can actually work in your favor. When Mercury is in retrograde. Yeah. That like, is correct. So if I was born during a Mercury retrograde and it's in Mercury retrograde now, then I'm probably having a more decent time than others. Because you're more comfortable with communication energy being weird. Okay, cool. You're more comfortable with things not being easy. You're more comfortable with conversations stopping and, 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 and not being clear. Gotcha. Because I actually know somebody that seems to have really good luck during Mercury retrograde. Like... There's all of, like, the annoying parts of the retrograde and the arguments and the missed appointments and stuff, but there's also getting new cars, new jobs, like, big markers that always seem to take place during Mercury retrograde. So I need to look at their chart. I bet they were yeah. born during a retrograde. That would be interesting. Yeah. So the thing about Mercury retrograde is it, it really do, it does get a bad rap for everything getting fucked and don't bother getting in the car. What I would like to encourage people to do with the, this Mercury retrograde, especially because it's happening during Scorpio, is to use the re-words, retreat, refocus, replan. Recharge. Recharge. Instead of focusing on things being out of control um, with communication and with plans, go within and relax. It's another re-word. Mm. It's a good time to slow down. We all move way too fast. Yeah. So during a Mercury retrograde, it's a good time to think before you speak. Mm. It's a good time to plan out things instead of just charging forward and trying to do them. Um, I wanted to bring up, there's this period called the shadow period. Mercury will go retrograde on the 31st at 28 degrees Mercury. It will then go backwards. What happens is, is on, on October 11th, that's the day that the shadow starts. So Mercury's gonna go backwards to a certain degree, and on October 11th, it's that degree number. Okay. So that when you hear, people talk about the shadow. Yeah. Because sometimes, come October 11th, Mercury's direct, but things are starting to get weird. Mm. People, especially witches, witches are in tune, right. and witches know yeah. that things are about to shift and people start to feel it. So on October 11th, you could start to get the pangs and get pangs, those little hints get those that, little it's hints coming. that it's coming. Now, is this something that you would really believe in the shadow and take a lot of stock in it? Because I've heard some people say, you know, try not to pay attention to it because if we did, then we'd feel like we're always in Mercury retrograde. I feel like sometimes for me personally, I do feel it and then other times I don't. That's correct. And the, it, it, it really does depend on how sensitive and how in tune people are with things. Um, there are some things you wouldn't want to do. You're not going to necessarily want to sign a deed to buy a house, even yeah. during a shadow period. Mm. But you can't, hey, I can't have a work meeting. You, you got, we, we don't live when we can live by the planets 24-7. We live in the mundane. Yeah. So if you have to go to work, if you have to travel, you have to travel. You can't necessarily dictate your life around hiding from the shadow or from Mercury retrograde. You can do witchcraft, you can make offerings to Mercury to help that time period not, not be as weird. Absolutely. Wear hematite to ground you too. You can wear hematite to ground you. And Orange candles, pour Mercury and mimosa, and just be like, hey, please be nice to me. 
that's a really good idea yeah that's what i like to do i have like the mimosa there i keep an orange candle lit and it's just like hey please be nice one time it was the weirdest thing and i don't even know if blueberries are sacred to mercury i doubt it but i don't know but um i just had this really weird thing hit me once that i absolutely must get mercury a blueberry muffin it was the weirdest thing, and so, and I told my coworkers, and thank God I work with a bunch of witches, so they just, they get it, and I didn't bring in muffins. I brought in these, like, little Greek muffin cake things that were kind of like muffins, but not, and I feel like Mercury was really upset, man, because everything got really wonky, but mm. now our thing is blueberry muffins every Mercury retrograde. If you come to the Green Man store, at some point, you will see our Mercury statue with a blueberry muffin because it's just become a thing that we do now. Anything that's going to help you and, and actually just have reverence to Mercury. I think if you have reverence and you pay homage in whatever way, that's enough to to have a reciprocal relationship instead of take a beating. Yeah, because I think a lot of people during retrograde, and I mean, I'm guilty of this too. When things start to happen, I just start talking shit and I start trashing Mercury and I have to catch myself and be like, that is not winning me any favors. Mercury is very sensitive to words. Yeah, So exactly. if you do that, you... I mean, and, and plus, you're, it's that whole what you put out is what you're going to receive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, though, I do know that a lot of things that we do during Mercury Retrograde, we tend to repeat or have to revisit in some way. So I will purposely do really cool things during Mercury Retrograde, putting the intention behind it that I will do it again. I have traveled a lot during retrogrades i have made big purchases and done the only thing i think i really don't believe in doing during mercury retrograde is surgery that is the one area that i will not mess with otherwise like i'm i'm open to it well i mean the thing about surgery is if you are in medical need you're going to want to have that surgery a surgery not happening is more a mars retrograde okay just so you know that okay cool i mean if you if it's elective and you you don't want to deal with you know a missed appointment then you can change it but never have a surgery when mars is in retrograde that is ever no i did not know that yes. i've been told I remember when I was in high school, I was a clerk at a psychic shop. That was, like, my high school gig. And we had this really cranky old astrologer that worked there. And, like, she's gold. Some I really of them are. I want to be her when I grow up. Like, I just love her bad attitude. And I mentioned I was going to get my dog spayed. She looked and she goes, hun, it's Mercury retrograde. You don't fix yourself, your dog, or your car. And she just, like, walked away. And I'm like, oh, shit, what did I just do? And it really was, like, the dog spay from hell. So that's where my whole, like, if I can avoid surgeries during retrogr- during Mercury retrograde, I will. But now I'm adding Mars to that. Mars bef- even before, for sure. Okay. I'm going to love it if I ever have to have a surgery. Like, God, can you imagine I'm trying to schedule a C-section and tell your doctor, can we not choose these yeah. dates? Because Mars is in retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually did that for my hysterectomy. Good for you. I was like, we have to do it in the next two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. It's going to be even better when you get a witchy doctor and they're like, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. When when the world can be like that, that would be a great thing. Um, just a couple things just to, just to have, so people know the dates. Um, Mars will move into Libra um, on October 3rd, the same day that Mercury goes into Scorpio. Now, Mars in Libra, Mars is a planet of exertion and excitement and vitality. And in Libra, it's actually not the most physical of 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 signs to be in. So this is going to be a time, we're going back to the relationships. The sun is in Libra, and now the Mars is going to be in Libra. So it's going to be a good idea that while you're focusing on relationships, to use good boundaries, use good communication, so that some of that Martian energy doesn't come out in relationships. Okay. That That's all. I mean, that's basically, it's just good practice. To, boundaries are always good. Always, pra- good. always good practice. So the next, and that's on October 3rd. Then on October 8th, Venus goes into Scorpio. All right. So as you can see what's happening, we have a brew happening. Many things, there's a couple things in Libra. We have now a couple things in Scorpio. So we've got this juxtaposition between the focus being relationships, and then we've got that Scorpio intensity, you know, power issues, the dark side. I mean, it's, you Isn't know. is Scorpio also like a very sexy sign? It's all about sex. Yeah, so Venus, Venus being in Scorpio, that's a really sexy day then. It's a, it's, it's a time period to focus on the sexuality of relationships. 
All right. While Venus is in. The boy in the room doing the engineering just got this really nice smile on his face. He's like, God, I love being married to a witch. Right? <laughs> That's wonderful. There's one day I would love to point out to everybody, because, you know, you know, we're talking about being careful of get ready for the Mercury retrograde. Oh, dear. And, you know, there's going to be some intensity with that Scorpio energy and with Pluto going direct that we talked about. On um, October 10th, the moon will be in Pisces, and it will be right next to Neptune, which is in Pisces. That's called a conjunct. The moon in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces. Neptune is ruled by Pisces, or Pisces is ruled by Neptune, excuse me. So that's really cohesive energy for meditation, magic, and musing, the three M's. That energy is really good for going into your mystical side. There's another M. I love on, it. And what day is this on? October 10th. That's a really good number, too. 10, 10. Yeah, and I can tell you what day of the week that is. October 10th is a Thursday. All right. So Thursday night is a really good time on the 10th to meditate. It's a really good time to do magic. It's a really good time to work on an artistic, like if you're a, a creator, a, any kind of project you're working on, you're going to have the gods on your side and the planets on your side to help Perfect. you. So that's, that's wonderful. Um, we talked about the shadow period. And then on the 23rd, the sun goes into Scorpio. So there's more of that. We've got a few things happening in Scorpio. And then on the 31st is when the retrograde starts. And it's also Samhain. And, so. it's Samhain, and that is Samhain. All right. So that's going to be a really intense day then. So with all of these things going on on the 31st, we have Halloween, and which you know everybody celebrates and observes as like this spooky, mystical kind of day. We have witches celebrating Samhain, we have Wiccan celebrating New Year, and we have Mercury retrograde. So is this a day that we think is just going to be super magical, or is this going to be a day that might be a little weird? Um, I would recommend you take it easy on Halloween this year. Cool. Okay. I like In terms know. of a Halloween, you know, we, we as witches, we, we celebrate and we have a reverence for Samhain for spiritual reasons, but the day of Halloween has been turned into go, 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 party, 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 and I actually recommend you take it easy that day. Um, I'm going to get into this. There is something called, when the moon goes void, of course. So this is something, it's not the easiest thing in the world to configure yourself. It's The moon has no aspects anymore until it changes signs. That's even weird for astrologers. So it's the astrologer's job to point out to people when the moon is void of course. When the moon is void of course, it is absolutely not a time for the material world. When the moon is void of course, it's kind of like a, a Mercury retrograde now that we've been talking about it so much. You want to rest, you want to meditate, you want to go internally, you want to be spiritual, you, you don't want to start a new job. You don't want to try to get a new job. You don't want to start a new relationship. You don't want to have a fight. You don't want to do anything when the moon is void, of course. So it's you, not a good time to like try and enact change. You want to just chill. You want to chill and you want to retreat, re retreat into your own self and be calm and loving. Now, the reason why I bring that up about October 31st is that the moon is void, of course, from 7.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Those 12 hours on October 31st is not a time to be go, go, go. It's not a time to plan new things. It's not a time to, it's not even really a time to shop. Like yeah, that's you, so funny because it's like the day that we think of as the most magical day of the year, and it's that day to chill. And that's exactly. I mean, it'll change. You know, once it's seven thirty, you know, go going out, taking the kids trick or treating, great. But that that time, that day is really more for spiritual. It's a great day to pray. It's right a on. great day. It's not necessarily you don't want to do a magical working, but if you have a magical working, you're trying to decide, hey, I have this idea. It's a good time to start ruminating. What do you want to do in your next magical working? That's what you want to do this year on Samhain. Okay, that is perfect. I will yeah. keep that in mind. You know, the funny thing about Samhain is that, like, it's it's such a powerful day for witches, and we basically celebrate it from, I mean, gosh, I think I kind of got into the spirit of the season in August. I've been calling it the three months of Halloween. 
But, like, I'm just all about it, and I just, I, it's like that epitome where I am on my witch throne, and I am like, I am witchy as fuck, you know? But then it actually comes to actual Halloween, at which point I am spent. I have done all of my rituals. I've done all my things. And I think I just, like, sit at home and watch ghost stories. And I don't really do anything. That's a really good void of course thing to do. So this time it's like I'm still being spiritual with my nothingness this time. I'm really excited about that. Any Mm. excuse to be that lazy witch? Like, I'm right here. Void of course is lazy witch day. And I have a couple days where the whole day the moon is void of course. When the moon is void of course, it varies. It could be a couple hours. It could be... 24 hours on I know we're doing October but September 29th is right after the new moon that's a void of course day October 8th is a void of course day October 11th is a void of course day and October 16th is almost the whole day so basically I feel like with October and I think like you guys can probably agree with me and a lot of witches can agree that as much as we love October and we love this season of the witch, it's a really busy time for us, whether it's just you're meeting with your coven and all of your witchy friends a lot. If you're a working witch, you are busy doing classes, doing readings, events. So kind of like once we get into October, you kind of get overwhelmed. And you're like, I cannot wait for November. We have so many avoided course days here. That's kind of reminding the witchy folk like, hey, take breaks. Self-care. Yeah. Self-care is void of course day. We're going to come up with a void of course bubble bath. Yes. That's going to be our next witch day. We are coming up with that. (laughs) Stay tuned, guys. I will be posting that on Instagram later. I really like that idea. Um, Well, since we're talking about the moon, just so people can have, and these are all Pacific time. You know, astrology gets a little, sometimes you'll see on a calendar, the moon is full, and it'll say on um, October 14th, but that's not Pacific time. So these are Pacific times. The moon is new on September 28th. The first quarter is October 5th. The moon is full October 13th. And then the third quarter is the 21st. And then we go back to the new moon on October 27th. All right. And witches know, like, these are prime. There's just, when the moon's new, that's when you start the new projects. When the moon's the first quarter, you can, you're cultivating whatever project you're working on. You're stirring the dirt and cultivating it to make it go. The full moon is when you release, and there's, it's a very potent energy. Third quarter is a good time for reverence and, you know, cleaning your tools, basically. And then we go back to the new moon. And right before the new moon is obviously when you can do banishing and releasings. Perfect. So I thought that was going to, that's something that everybody can relate to. And those dates are, it's helpful to know those dates ahead of time. Because I know, at least for me, there's all too many times that I'm I'm that witch that walks in the room and goes, oh shit, it's the full moon tonight? That's that's me. Exactly. All you have to do is look up in the sky. I know, but that's not going to help me when it's noon and I find out that my coven's me and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about all of this. Oops. <laughs> So, but yes, so I will mark these down in my calendar so that I can try and plan ahead. And it's good to know them so that you can plan ahead and decide what kind of magic you want to work. And speaking of magic and the kind of magic we want to work, especially since October is such like a potent month for everyone to just be hyper aware of magic and witches and everything in between. What kind of magic do you think would be most effective to try and work this month to, uh, considering what the planets are up to? I would absolutely, because because we have a focus on relationships and um, that Scorpio, um, the, the sex, the control, power issues, I would absolutely work on um, relationship dynamics. If you are in a relationship and you are being controlled or you are controlling the person, you need to think, you need to look at that. You need to look at that. Um, if you want to start a relationship, this is there is time periods within the month that you can do that kind of work. Obviously, not during a void of course moon. No, because we're in our bubble bath. Because we're in our bubble bath yeah. that day. But you know, on the new the, the new moons in, mm-hmm. during that time period. Um, so this would be a good time for any kind of relationship. Though, so we're talking like love magic, or maybe even trying to cultivate like the perfect business relationship correct. during these times. Cool. Correct. And I also I think at the beginning of the month with that Pluto going direct. I think people focusing on magic in general, and with it being the Samhain season, if you are listening to this podcast and you've always wanted to participate in any kind of magical work, this is the month to do it. Oh, yeah. Hit hit up people you know. Reach out to these amazing women. Reach out to anybody. This is a good time to focus on magic and bring it into your life. 
And, you know, with with everybody being on social media and stuff, I know for a fact that even if you are not really involved in a witchy, like, community, you're going to see events going on. It's definitely the time to check that out. And as we've kind of talked about in the past, we talked about Witchbox, we talked about Meetup, because a lot of us are really fortunate that we get to live in a place where there are a gang of witchcraft stores around. But if you live in certain areas, that might not be the case. But you can go online, you can utilize these different websites and find public events and things going on so that you can go and experience this. And I have to say, it's just such a powerful time for magic. And I feel like if you really want to experience it and understand that feeling of witchcraft and feel it in your bones, like this is the time to have that heightened chance of experiencing that. Absolutely. I fully, I fully agree. It's so exciting being a witch. What do you have to say over here, Miss High Priestess? I'm just taking it all in and listening to all the info. It's very interesting. The, you know, the planets, the planets, you know, we joke about, oh, Mercury's in retrograde and we're, we're struggling where we keep, we keep getting stuck in traffic or my car, the car breaks down. You know, these are jokes, but, but really the planets are guideposts. They, they're, they give us a weather map that's different than, you know, Dallas Rains tells us it's going to be hot and smoggy in Los Angeles. This is a weather map for the kind of energy that's going to be happening. And, I mean, that's why I love the planets. I like to know what is the energy conducive to right now. And it's super helpful to be in tune with that instead of, you know, it being being, being opposed to it. And there's the guideposts. There we go. There's our guideposts. So if you guys can hear in the background, you guys can hear some drumming. The exciting thing about our episode tonight is that we're actually recording it at the Green Man store, in which case there is a ton of little witches at around every corner. We have two different classes going on, us recording this. And what you're hearing in the background is shamanic drumming from a... Uh, a what am I, a path working right now. Right. So you guys are getting secondhand witchcrafted yeah. is what's up. So those path workings are great during a void of course moon day. <laughs> there we go. See, it's all just coming together. Look at all those synchronicities. Pretty soon we're going to see 1111 tagged everywhere. Yep. I can get behind it. So, okay, so we're talking about cultivating relationships during this time is one of the more useful magics there. I think some of the interesting stuff with that kind of just segueing a little bit into Samhain is that it's a time that we start to really focus on our ancestors and people that have passed and and mourning them and missing them. And that veil is just so thin that we can like almost feel them. So I feel like when we're talking about relationships, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we could even be talking about the relationships that we have with, with spirit and with those who have crossed on, so we can kind of cultivate those relationships with our ancestors and the dead as well. Yes, and what I would like to add to that is, you know, um, loss is so, so difficult. And when I say look at relationships... I, I suggest to people if you have lost someone and you're holding on to that person to let go it's time because this energy that I'm talking about with Pluto going direct with a lot of planets in Scorpio loving relationships have power and control in them and sometimes it may not be a healthy control so if you have lost someone and you're having a hard time it may be time, this is a good time to start to work with them and have a new relationship with them. They're, since they've gone and they've passed, I'm not telling you to, to never think about them again. I'm saying reframe your relationship and how you work with that person that you lost. That is very much in line with everything that I've said. Sun that chills. And I was like, you were yeah. saying that. That's just Sun and so Libra, beautiful. That's relationships. Mars and Libra, there, there could be some antagonistic relationship energy there. And with Venus and Scorpio, that's that's intense. Intense. And think about think about power in, in a relationship. And I think that it's in line with what you're saying with reframing the relationship and how you work with them while the veil is thin. Yeah, because you definitely feel your ancestors. And I feel like as of lately, what I've seen, especially with younger witches, is there seems to be this really interesting focus on ancestors and ancestral work, which I love that we're kind of finding these new ways to kind of get back to our roots, especially like, like I said, younger witches, it's great. 
But I think at least for me, I feel like I started to really get serious about my path with witchcraft around the same time that I experienced a major loss in my life. And I'm so happy that if these things had to happen, that they happened when they did because they coincided perfectly to where I was able to mourn this loss while still understanding that I didn't actually lose anyone. It's just their their position in my life shifted. And so it made it like soften the blow because I had a different understanding of it. That is absolutely in line with, with the planets in October. I love it. So do you have any questions about anything with the planets going on this month? No, I'm just listening and I think it's great information for everybody out there, including me. <laughs> so it's so, great. I love it. So, you know, just we always like to try and give like a spell or something at the end of like each episode. And since we were touched, we've touched on so many different magical things with this. I feel like October really is a magical month, even if we do have a bunch of bubble bath boy course days um so let's talk real quick about spell work and things that might be handy during mercury retrograde we talked about orange candles mimosas hematite is there anything that you can recommend from your relationship with mercury or with the planet for that retrograde well i know that the having a candle is amazing but sometimes having a candle uh, you, you know, not everybody burns candles, and I have had amazing success with a mercury retrograde oil. Because then you can take the oil, you can put it on your wallet. You can put it, wipe it on your car. You can move this this oil, which is going to help soften this energy, um, and you, ha- you can put it on your finger and put it anywhere. That's great. I love, I love that. And that's just such low pro magic, too, especially because some of us are in the broom closet or we just need to be a little bit more unassuming during different parts of our life. If, especially if you get a mercury, retro, mercury retrograde oil that smells good, you can just say it's a perfume. Correct. Yeah, no one's going to question it. So I love it. And would I just say adding on top of that and taking this oil and running with it, because mercury rules over communication, and so often I feel like that's a big part of the problems that we have stems from communication, whether it's leading to arguments, missed appointments, all these things. Maybe we could take some of that oil and put it on our throat as that symbol for our throat chakra. Correct. To kind of help kind of unfuck some of that. Yes. And I, I want to remind people that communication is a lot of listening. Yes. And I think sometimes people forget that. And listening so, to understand, not listening to respond. Correct. Like, that, it's that whole think before you speak. You speak. Yep. Mm. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a saint by any means. Like We I'm, know that. Right. <laughs> right. It's not like it's the easiest thing in the world to do, but the more you try it and the more you, you, you know, make it a, make it a, a working, like I'm going to do this for Mercury. I'm going to slow down my words. And just so you know, I'm just kind of taking that about Taddy not being a saint. I will be making a Taddy Saint candle now, just so you know. So I will be Great. taking pictures of you with your, with like, with, you know, prayer position. I want your head tilted. We're going to Photoshop in like a little green halo. Since I will color. have horns. Yes. Yes. This, this is definitely going to happen. Halo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just support. It's like an easel. It's like a, you know, halo easel. Thank I you. like it. Yes. I like it. So yes, bitch, you are a saint now. Perfect. We just canonized you, whether you like it or not. I'm ready. Okay. So, you're the, what are you the patron saint? The patron saint of astrology? Is there already one of those? I'm sure there is. There's a saint for everything. There, there might, I wish I knew the answer to that. Well, if not, you you can take that title. I, I'll be. And that, if there's yeah. another saint, then they just they gotta share. We can be sisters. Yeah, there sure. Go. Why yeah. not? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. All right. Yeah. Saint Taddy, patron saint of astrology. I like it. I like it. It's got a good ring to it. Yeah, I like it. And with it being the sun in Libra, sharing is all about relationships. And we are back. All of the drumming is done. The path working has shamanistically exploded everywhere. I think we're all feeling very relaxed and and loopy. loopy. Yeah, you could like feel that magic coming through the walls. So props to them. Um, Moving forward... We are talking about the season of the witch. We're talking about Samhain, Halloween. We're talking about astrology and what all of these things mean to each other in this month. So I want to start getting into the nitty gritty of Halloween, October 31st. I know that we have Mercury in retrograde. It starts that morning at 8.42 a.m. All right. And what else can we look forward to on this day, though? So on that day, the moon is going to be, it's, it's conjunct, which means the moon and Jupiter are going to be connected. The moon is emotions. Jupiter is 
big. It's the biggest planet in the sky, in this, in the cosmos. Jupiter is expansion. Jupiter is study. And with those two times two together, there could be a lot of big emotional feels. Totally fitting for for this day, though. Like, I don't know how many of everyone listening has been to a Samhain or a Shadow Fest ritual. I know you two have. I always walk into those rituals thinking that I'm going to be fine and, you know, it's all good and I'll let everyone else, like, have their emotional moments because, you know, it's all ancestor work. And I always, at the end of it, find myself sitting on the floor crying like a big fat baby and I don't even know why, but damn, does it feel good to just be watery and emotional. That is definitely something that can happen with the moon and Jupiter. Um, it's it, it being the day where the veil is the thinnest. There could be a lot of a lot of communication from the other side. A lot of feelings. A lot of um, you know. It's also you know to reframe that. It would be a good time to study your emotions. Like get make a counseling session. You know, oh, there do, we go. Look do, at that. Yeah, yeah. Do some sort of. Um, you know, hypnosis. Do something that's kind of philosophical. Jupiter is also philosophical. Um, it's a good time to, it, you're going to feel a lot. So if you're somebody who is a very feeling person and you get overwhelmed, um, that hematite to ground you down a little bit, work on breath work, any kind of toolkit, whatever you have in your toolkit so that you can manage your emotions is going to be a good thing to do that day. I think that it's really cool that you talked about counseling and hypnosis because I think that's a really good, like, real-world kind of thing that we can all kind of take control of and do that day, too, which would be good, especially for the witchy-poo folks out there that are already thinking about the people that they lost and mm-hmm. everything as they get closer. It definitely, I can see that it can totally be, like, a real deep emotional day. Um, outside of crying <laughs> and going to therapy... Um, I'm redirecting this one over to you, Monica. It's Samhain. What what should we as witches be doing today? I find it to be a very reverent day when we do our ritual, when we do our circle. It's pretty um, low key as far as emotions go. You want to keep it at a like a minimum. Um, so just be with the people that you love. Um, we also invite a, a medium into our circle so we can connect with our ancestors. So that's a big part of our, our ritual. And um, I would say, you, you know, but I wanted to bring this up that actually it is Samhain, or as we call it, Shadowfest, is actually 15 degrees Scorpio. That's when it really, that's the real date. Ah, for us anyway, for us Vegas anyway. So, um, but you know, everybody celebrates around the 31st or give or take a few days. So we also do that just to keep in the groove. But uh, usually the real date is 15 degrees Scorpio. This astrology, you didn't know that, huh? I did not. <laughs> we learned something. I see you learned something new. I day. love it. So one thing that I think is a really fun thing to do, well, I guess I wouldn't call it fun. It makes sense. It's, it, it makes sense to do on this day, especially if um, if you're a solitary practitioner and you don't have a coven or a big working to go to, um, is the idea of a dumb supper. Absolutely. So, set a place, set up extra plate at your table with all the fixings for someone who has crossed over and leave that plate there with food for them as an offering set up an mm-hmm. ancestral altar with pictures on it of your loved ones that have crossed over with their favorite food or drink in front of them to honor them and to acknowledge them. It's very important that you do that as well. An herb that I really like to use for these things is rosemary. One, because rosemary is very protective. It's very cleansing. Um, from the research that I've done back in the day, it was even burned in rooms where people have died to ensure that the spirit would move forward and move on. But it's also the herb of remembrance down to the point that it's scientifically been proven to stimulate our memory. So it's a really great one for ancestral work as well mm-hmm. um, with that. And I I personally, I just love cooking. I feel like it just it ties us to our ancestors. It ties us to these things that are deeper than us because outside of just being a foodie, food is something that's just kind of, it's traveled through time. It's traveled through our cultures. We get handed down recipes and things like that. So I think it's a really wonderful way 
to honor your ancestors. So if you're going to try and do a dumb supper, um, and when I say dumb supper, what that traditionally means is it's a meal that you prepare to uh, honor your ancestors, honor someone that has passed on. You want to try and work in like food that culturally makes sense to that person and to you and have a place setting for this person so that you can invite the spirit into your home and share a meal with them and because when we share meals with people it's a very bonding experience you become closer with these people as you do it it's a very intimate kind of thing the thing that's very characteristic about dumb supper though is that traditionally it's done completely in silence so you don't speak at all hence the name so when we say dumb supper i thought that was weird at first and thought it meant dumb as in like stupid but it means dumb as in silence. silence mm. I actually did not know that you're, that it was a silence. Um, um, any dumb supper I've participated in, it was it was an open dialogue with with the ancestors and with who had who had passed. So that's that's really interesting to look at it that way. I think it'd be really great to have a dumb supper in that sense, though, where you do have that dialogue on almost like a mediumship level, where you get to communicate with mm-hmm. spirit. I love that. Did you know that, well, I looked it up, um, 15 Scorpio is on November 8th. That's my birthday. It always falls on my birthday. Oh, you already knew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did know. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is, well, knowing you, no. It's not crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty amazing. That's amazing. I also noticed that during the season, since my daughter was in the funeral business as a, as a, uh, Mortician. Thank you, mortician. That a lot of people cross over on on Shadowfest or Samhain. A lot of people make that transition during that time. I don't know if you noticed that. I would like to say that's really spooky, but it actually makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because that veil is so thin. It's so much easier just to to cross. It's almost like their ancestors are like, Come, come, yeah, exactly. Let's exactly. go. Yeah. You know, I guess uh, like that would actually be a really great time to do it because then you you know that you're gonna have your loved ones on the other end. I feel like that real actually close, be really real assuring. Close. Yeah. Right. And do you notice that you know you can start to notice the signs of um, Samhain or Shadowfest coming when the veil becomes thin because you're gonna start to see signs like lights blinking, you know, um, the phone ringing. There's no one there. The little hints that the ancestors are very near. The smell, like that. The smell, absolutely. Cigar smoke, cigarette smoke. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah, you'll have all of these little spirit nudges where they'll tell you that they're there. Right. Um, Just to backtrack a little bit and and wrap up what I was saying about the dumb supper, an idea that is is non-traditional. You shall, uh, like you, Taddy, were saying uh, that we. when you've been to dumb suppers where there's like this open dialogue and like more of like this mediumship thing going on to communicate with the ancestors when my uncle died um his funeral was a giant party everyone had to wear purple he was very fabulous and gay so you know it was like lots of rhinestone sequins and purple but it was a party because the whole idea was to that the sadness was for us it wasn't for him and it was actually just a celebration of him being home and so i'd like to kind of take those things and depending on my mood on Samhain and on halloween i can go for something really somber where it is more of like quiet and remembering and then other times it's more of just that uplifted happy energy you know the thing about the about jupiter is jupiter is um is is an uplifted uplifting planet jupiter is fun and jupiter yes Ju- jovial jovial so there this this is in line with the energy of that day okay mm, perfect sure. so i think this one's definitely going to be like a happy one then i do believe that it's going to be a very chatty Samhain this year. Mm. I believe that the, that the spirits and our ancestors are going to be very vocal and we're wow. going to feel feel them. Um, and I mean, you could, I, I, I mean, you could look at a Mercury retrograde because Mercury is actually retrograde that day. It's, it's the energy of communication is not typical. So that means it, we, we could have more communication with the other side. Mm. That's it's, actually really exciting. So yeah, it would be an even a, better day to channel, sharpen your mediumship skills and do these things and try and make those connections. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a little tip out there, because I always like to see like what kind of like things in the material world that I can tie in just to kind of help strengthen that connection. And I don't mean material world, like, like mundane world. I mean like things that are tangible. So if people out there want to try and communicate 
with people that have passed and you might need a little bit of like a boost of confidence here. Sweetgrass is a really amazing thing to burn to mugwort, help bring that forward. Yep, mugwort too. Yep. And so you can burn these things. It helps open your third eye. It helps stimulate that. It helps with sweet grass. It brings spirit forward. So it can make it a lot easier. So I feel like this seems like it's going to be a really great day for a seance. So Definitely. I, uh-huh. I, know what, I know what I'll be doing. Mm. Resting so, during the day. Bubble bath during bubble, the day. And then after 7.30. Necromancy at night. Right. All right. I like it. That's like the witch's mullet. Absolutely. I can get behind that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so um, one thing that I want to talk about, because I think that this happens a lot, is that people come and we're, we're talking about like which the witch, season of the witch and everything, and people want to tell me all about Sam Hain <sighs> and what they're doing on Sam Hain, and then I see on TV shows that I dearly love, and they'll talk about the evil god Sam Hain. <sighs> I still don't know if Danzig's band was called Samhain or Sam Hain. I'm still not sure, but at least he got the spelling right. Um, so let's let's talk about. Well, this. you know what? Look at the English language. Of the way if you sound it out, it looks like Sam Hain. You know what I'm saying? So very typical for mundanes or people that are not involved in the craft to call it that because they don't have any concept of beside you know verbally. Okay, sound it out with the verbs and the and the vowels. Sam Hain. It totally makes sense. So it's like I don't laugh at people or anything when it happens. I'm like I probably would have been there. I feel like I dodged a bullet because someone had already told me like Samhain and then I saw like the word and the date. I'm like, okay, I think this is one of those things that just said to hell with phonics. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Makes no sense in the English language. It makes no sense. The English language doesn't make any sense, period. Okay. No, <laughs> no it, it doesn't. It's it the really most complicated language. It's, it doesn't have, it doesn't follow any rules. It's, it's a big mess. <laughs> That's my take on that. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with and that. And Gaelic Who's right? Who well, how would you know? Yeah, I mean, it would be what what we everybody needs is a nice Gaelic hot Irish man translator. There you we go. all need that. I mean, I but think we it don't just be ha- a staple in every witch store. It should be a staple at every witch store, but we don't have that. Damn. So that's why a lot of people don't. That's we're a hard spreading language. the word. We're spreading the word. It is pronounced Samhain. Yes, so it's spelled and, funny, but it is Samhain. And w- us Italian witches, we make it really easy because we call it Shadowfest. Oh. Period. The end. <laughs> so there's, you can spell it, and it sounds exactly like that. Like the way it's spelled. So. Yeah, that definitely does make it a lot easier. easier. For sure. So let's talk about Samhain and Shadowfest and its roots. And we already know that it's a time that like the veil is really thin. But let's let's talk about the Pagan Wheel of the Year for a second. Because it's something that everybody is super familiar with. Whether they know it or not. We see it with the change of the seasons. We see it with the Christian and Catholic holidays. They're all very tied together. So we can kind of piece it all together. So we know that Samhain lines up with Halloween. And it's the final harvest. Right. It's the third and last harvest of the three. Absolutely. And so tell me a little bit about how this works. So we have the the seasons tie really deeply into it. So you can see like with spring, everything's really bountiful. So you know that that's going to be a more fertile holidays coming a little bit more joyful. But right now we're moving more into getting ready for winter. We're going to start seeing leaves change colors, fall off trees and stuff. So it seems more like desolate. See that in California, but we don't. Um, yeah, this is the third and final harvest. So this is a time where you take everything that you have planted and reaped and now store it for the cold months ahead. That's the whole basis of the third and final harvest. So, Yeah, and when we look at like the mythology behind these things, um, along with the turning of the seasons, we see this story of the god and goddess and how it goes from the sun and the sun god being born in December during Yule and he grows and he comes into himself the goddess comes into herself they get married everything's great and then as we kind of keep going along through our year they mature and the god gets ready to die and that is what happens on Samhain and as that harvest goes and the goddess goes to the underworld as well she retreats in her sorrow and everything else um, along with it and what happens at that point the story um of the descent of the goddess and you hear this in a lot of different pantheons and a lot of different traditions will have a story that's very similar but you know it's got its own little spin on it but um 
the goddess decides to go to the underworld. She's had her god taken from her. The plants are dying. Everything's kind of going. And she sees that death is just a part of life that she keeps witnessing around her. And she's pissed. So she puts on all of her badass warrior goddess garb and starts trudging down to the underworld. And she gets stopped at each of the seven gateways where they, you got to pay the toll if you want to keep going. So with each one, she has to take off a piece of what she's wearing and give it so that she can pay entry to get in. So by the time that she actually gets to the underworld, she's naked, which I think is just a very humbling thing that she is now no more than the others that have had to go there and kind of bringing her to that level but that really didn't like her not having clothes she's like i don't give a fuck i'm still super pissed off at you and she meets dis um who is like the italian pluto hades it just ruler of the underworld and he sees her and he's like holy shit you're fucking beautiful i love you she's like no dude you can go fuck yourself you are in trouble right now and so this this is Shauna telling telling this. So this is how I would speak if I'm a goddess damn straight. So she's pissed. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, calm down here a second. I think you're really pretty. I think we need to talk about this. And he has to, she gets mad. And she's like, you've taken everything that I love from me. You've robbed me of all of this. Fuck you. How dare you try and come on to me right now? And he has to tell her, like, listen, like, I don't take any of that from you. I am not death. I am not what creates death. Death delivers me everything that you love and I give them a place to rest I make sure that they get that resting and that changes her tune and softens her up a little bit not too much she still has to really put some elbow grease into this but she does spend some time down there and she does begin to bond with him and pretty soon she does fall in love with him as well and they are able to share their magic and share their mysteries and share themselves with each other in which the goddess actually gets pregnant and we start our year all over again and so that is the story of that and how it's all very tied so if you ever need to kind of make these connections though with it like i feel like a lot of our holidays are very similar with pagan holidays the traditions have been taken so that everyone can kind of assimilate so to speak but we can also see it with with the seasons and you can feel it like you can start to feel as fall creeps up you can feel that shift energetically and at least to me it's always felt so exciting and inspiring and creative. And I think part of that is just because being a witch, I think we all get really excited about fall. But I also think it's because it is our final harvest. So it's a time that all these things that we're thinking about, that we we're working for, that we wanted in like February, it's like now energetically, it's like, here you go, man. And so it's to me, it's just so exciting and fruitful. It's such a like exciting time of year. Back east, it's a whole different feel because by this time of year, back east, it's starting to get a little crisp and a little chilly and on Halloween night, and it's usually overcast. Most, A lot of the days back east are overcast from where I am in New Jersey, where I was from in New Jersey. So there was that crispness in the air, and you just felt that magic, and, and you look up in the sky at night, and the moon is kind of peeking out, and you're, and you're in your witch garb, ready to go to ritual. It's just a whole different feel. So I get really excited when it's an overcast day here on Halloween because it reminds me of my roots. But it's usually not because it's Los Angeles, so it's, like, you know, almost <laughs> always summer, and we get, like, a week of, like, maybe some fall slash spring, then we're back to summer. I know, but I like it when it gets to the evening part. Keep the sun. Let's bring in the evening for, for Shadowfest. That's what I say. I, I like it. Do you guys have anything you want to add well, or talk the, about with Samhain? I don't, I don't know if it's come up yet, but, I mean, Samhain is Celtic New Year. Yes. Yes, it is. It's So it's Celtic New Year. It's Wiccan New Year. So I don't know if it's not... Well, from a... a, from, a an, from a Druidic perspective, mm-hmm. um, you know, the reason why it is the New Year is that you have to have the darkness before the dawn it's always darkest before the dark you have to go through that darkness and that's why it's the beginning of the new year an irish myth that is a little there's a similar hint to your story is that the dogda who is the he is the all father Mm -hmm. of of i of more of the irish celts and the morrigan who's a warrior goddess but she's also very very much um a sex goddess you know the myths are funny how how these things happen because the morrigan put one leg on the side i believe it's the boyne river 
and her leg on the other side of the boin, you know, this magic, she turned into this gigantic goddess. And then her and the Dogda have sex over the bo- over this river. And that's the, that's, that happens at Samhain at the, at, it, it is, it's, it's the third harvest. Everybody's ready for the darkness of the winter. The Dogda and Morrigan have sex over the, as gi- giants over the river. And that is what begins the year. Hmm. That's awesome. I love how pagans seem to find a way to tie sex into absolutely everything. And, I, and nothing like real. some giant sex. sex. Yeah. <laughs> Why Talk not? Talk about like original big dick energy. Right? <laughs> oh, the dog that would have the biggest for sure. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> what is, is Samhain in this type of year like a blanketed statement of pagan New Year? Or is it just for certain paths? I just think... I think it's, it's for Ke- certain paths. I believe it's Celtic. Like and Wiccan. Well, I think yeah, it's kind of like a yeah, lot Wiccan of it's been sure, derived. Yeah. yeah, so I think it probably just depends. But I feel like overall, a lot of times when I see other witches and stuff like that around this time, like I have no problem saying Happy New Year. Um, regularly, I go to the Green Man Store sound ritual that they have. And part of it at the end, we have a big bonfire. And I feel like everyone's got sparklers. And then we all yell Happy New Year. That does seem to happen. Especially just because we have such a mixed bag of people in this community, so we kind of try and touch on everybody's mm-hmm. beliefs. System. Which is, which is, you know, just to point out, I mean, the Green Man has done an amazing. It's an amazing service to the community to be able to, like you said, I mean, to have right. hundreds of people as part of a ritual and then hundreds of people celebrating. I mean, everybody's got a different tradition. Everybody's got a different belief system, but everybody comes together, together. as a cohesive right. community. It's absolutely a tri- a tribal night, and it's and absolutely powerful. amazing. powerful. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Powerful, powerful. Yeah. Um, I feel so lucky to be able to experience it and be here for it. Exactly. I'm really happy that I stumbled upon Green Man, how I did. But, yeah, I think it's wonderful because... There's always something new to learn. You're always going to bump into somebody new and learn something new from a different witch. And I think it's so cool. And we're also just accepting of that. Nobody's wrong. No one's exactly right. We're all just who we are and what works for us. Right. And I think it's really cool that we're able to put that all aside and just, Well, know. it's all about respect, having respect and for different traditions, different people. If I saw a Catholic priest on the street, I'd not have any respect. If I saw, a, uh, you know, anybody else that's a religious leader, I would do the same. And I would hope that they would do give back the respect as well. Yeah, exactly. Because that's really what it comes down to. We're all people, you know. I may not agree with what everybody else, but I do respect them. Yeah, you can you can do you at the same time. You know, that's totally fine. I do want to share one last thing as like so we have like our spells for this episode. So we've talked about Mercury retrograde and kind of how to appease him since we've got that going on. The other thing I want to leave you guys isn't necessarily a spell in the sense of what you may be thinking where I'm going to give you like a recipe that you're going to go and chant over some candles. I'm giving you legit a recipe from a cookbook and we're going to talk about soul cakes. So soul cakes kind of come from a lot of different paths and have their own stories that kind of go along with them. But from what I've seen in research, they are made as gifts for the dead. So you can leave them on your ancestral on your ancestral altar. Thank you. Gosh, I can't even think of that word as an offering. That's why I was tripping up. You can serve them as part of your dumb supper. You can use them as cakes and ale with your ritual that you're doing. So they've been given as gifts to spirits. They've also been given out as offerings to placate angry spirits so that they don't mess with you. This is also one of the places that trick-or-treating came from, is that people would give them to people that would come on Halloween to their door, and for each cookie that you would give them or each cake that you would give these people, they would say a prayer either for you and your household to, like, lift curses and protect you to save a spirit of one of your loved ones that is crossed on so that's hence soul cakes and there's so many different kinds and there's like some that are just almost like a cornbread type thing there's some that are like fruit tarts all sorts of stuff so the one that i'm going to give you guys real quick and i'm going to actually i'll put this on instagram as well is like a really quick like shortbread one and you need a stick of softened butter two, I'm sorry, a stick of softened butter, four tablespoons of sugar, one and a half cups of flour, and if you want to get fancy, you can put a little pinch of cardamom in there. 
and you cream together the butter and the sugar and you sift the flour into the bowl, mix everything till it's smooth. Then you start dividing the dough into two parts and shape each of them into a flat circle about a half inch thick. You put them on an ungreased baking sheet, poke lines into it with a fork. I would say just make a pentagram, why not? Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can actually, if you wanted to, you could actually pull them into eight separate pieces to make tiny cakes, which is probably what I would do. It's going to make it a lot easier to make them into offerings. And you bake it for 25 minutes at 350, and you have a soul cake. Very nice. I really like that, especially because now you can do this, and when they say, what did you do for Halloween, you can see, say that you ate souls. Obviously, I'm very food motivated. I'm talking about eating cheese babies, uh, eating yeah. souls, and drinking straight as a way for cannibalism. But do you know that the original trick-or-treating was actually on Thanksgiving? Was it really? Yeah, many, many, many moons ago. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I did not they know used that. People, they used to go door-to-door. -door. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Did you know there's been a petition to try and move trick-or-treating and Halloween up to, like, the last Saturday of the yeah. month, too? No, they better not do that. No. Yeah. No. Angry witches are going to take to the streets everywhere. No. It wouldn't matter to us. Would it matter to us? We'll still celebrate when we want to. Yeah, we still, I mean, I think I still celebrate it early anyway, because by the time I actually get there, I'm usually so tired from the rest of the month, and right. I'm just ready to, yeah, to stay chill. in my jammies chill. and chill. Yeah. Yeah. So... Taddy, thank you so much. I feel like everything with your astrology has been so insightful. These are and things helpful. That thank you so much for can, coming to our podcast. Yeah, you, we can keep this with us for the entire month and just kind of have a higher understanding of what we're feeling, what's going on, and to take some direction. I'm so glad that you can come and share this with us. Um, we do have a segment called Ask a Witch, and so we do encourage people to email us with their own experiences from things that relate to what we've talked about to their questions. So if anybody has a question for Taddy in regards to any of her astrology stuff, feel free to send us an email, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. And if you're lucky, not only will we answer them, but I might just have to drag Taddy back for an extra episode. I'd love to. Thank, Thank you so much for including the planets in with the wine the spirits and the witchcraft of course it all is just it's all we're all together it's exactly. all connected it's yes. all connected it's all connected so i'm so glad that you can be part of the wine spirits and witches coming thank you thank you thank you guys so much for listening we will be back for another episode next week so stay tuned and until Til then, then merry meet merry part and merry meet, meet again, again.